Ready to go order. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Good evening. This is a meeting of the San Francisco Urban Forestry Council. The date is Tuesday, October 24th, and the time is 6 10 p.m. Please note that the ringing and use of cell phones, pagers, and similar devices is prohibited. Please be advised that the chair may. Order the removal from the meeting room of anyone using a phone or similar device. For remote participants, please note that the ringing of cell phones can still happen virtually and is still prohibited. Please ensure your device is silenced. Public comment will be available for each item on the agenda. For comments on matters that are not on the agenda, there will be an opportunity for general public comment. Participants who wish to comment in person will be asked to come forward one by one and speak clearly into the mic. Each speaker will be allowed three minutes to speak. Members of the public participating remotely may comment by calling into the meeting. Opportunities to speak during the public comment period are available via phone by calling 415-655-0001, entering access code 2662666-9361, and the meeting password SFGOV. Once connected, dial star three to be added to the queue. Best practices are to call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and silence any other devices. Alternatively, members of the public may submit public comment by email to environment at sfgov.org. Comments submitted via email will be forwarded to council members and will be included as part of the official file. I will now call roll. Chair Sullivan. Here. Vice Chair Crawford is absent. Member Lawton? Here. Member Vice A. Pavel? Here. Member Nagel? Here. Member Sochi Flores? Here. Member Spiegelman? Here. Member Salvadori? Here. Member Train? Here. Member Potter? Here. Member Stringer? Here. Chair Sullivan, we have quorum. Next item. Next item is. Um, the chair's welcome and land acknowledgement. Hey, thanks everyone for coming out. Um, uh, I know Nick is on his way, so he should be here in any moment. And that means, I think for the 1st time in a while, I think we have actual full full council or at least full members here. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that's exciting. Um, so I think let's just jump into this and get through everything on this agenda. It's not a 2, it's not terribly long. We got 3, 3 kind of. Items of substance, so. Um, why don't we just jump into it, Jim, uh, during the land acknowledgement? Absolutely. The Urban Forestry Council acknowledges that we occupy the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramitesh Ohlone peoples, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. We wish to pay our respects to the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramitesh community and to affirm their sovereign rights as first peoples. We honor the Ramitesh Ohlone for their enduring commitment to steward Mother Earth. We recognize that the Ramitesh Ohlone have lived in harmony with nature for millennia and that to achieve a truly ecological, sustainable future for San Francisco, we must embrace indigenous traditional ecological knowledge in how we care for the city's lands, waters, and all its people. All right, thanks. And um, before we move on, you want to um, maybe acknowledge that uh, Vice Chair Crawford has arrived. Great, thank you. Vice Chair Chofford has arrived. It is 6.13. Okay, we can go to the next item. 
Sorry. Next item, please. Okay. Um, sorry, I have to go to public comment for that one. Oops, sorry. We'll begin with public comment here in the meeting room. Once in, per in person comment has concluded, we will proceed to the remote public comment. Are there any seen? No members of the public who are present in the room today will move forward uh, to remote public comment. Um, and members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue. For those already on hold in the queue, please continue to wait until it is your turn to speak. I'm not seeing any colors in the queue, um, so public comment is closed for this item. Uh, we can move forward to the next item. Yes, please. All right. The next item is adoption of minutes of the August 22nd, 2023 Urban Forestry Council meeting. Explanatory document August 22nd, 2023 meeting draft minutes. This item is for discussion and action. Do we have any uh, discussion or changes on the meeting minutes? No. If there's no, if nobody has any, uh, move to adopt. All right. Um, okay. Public comments on Second. Thank you. Uh, so I'll open it up to public comment. There's still no members of the public in present in the room today. Um, and no members of the public um, in the queue. So public comment is now closed. Hearing no further public comment or discussion, I'll call roll. Chair Sullivan? Aye. Vice Chair Crawford? Aye. Member Lachin? Aye. Member Vice A. Favell? Aye. Member Nagel? Aye. Member Sochi Flores? Aye. Member Spiegelman? Aye. Member Salvadori? Aye. Member Trang? Aye. Member Potter? Aye. And Member Stringer? Aye. The motion passes. We can move to the next item. Yep. Next item is general public comment. Members of the public may address the council on matters that are within the council's jurisdiction and are not on today's agenda. This item is for discussion. Um, see no members of the public who are present in the room today uh, will proceed to remote public comment. Members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue. I don't see any callers in the queue, but I will give a moment. See if anyone calls in.
right. Seeing no callers in the queue, public comment for this item is now closed. Next item. The next item is discussion and possible action regarding the proposed resolution uh, calling for a moratorium on the removal of trees subject to city jurisdiction. Um, the speaker says, this is Lovano, Urban Forestry Council Coordinator. The explanatory document is the proposed resolution calling for a moratorium on the removal of trees subject to city jurisdiction. Um, this item is for discussion and action. So this one uh, we've discussed a few times at the council starting at the beginning of this year. Um, you should have a copy of the resolution um, in your packets there. Um, we can go over it again, but I think as we discussed at our previous meeting, um, we were going to move forward just to a vote today, uh, potentially with some additional um, language to endorse this resolution as the council to sign on to this resolution as the urban forestry council. The language that was drafted uh, previously um, to like as an addendum to this was the urban forestry council endorses the tree removal moratorium with the exception of when it will conflict with existing laws, plans, and policies, including the mandate for various city departmental natural resources programs to remove invasive trees for biodiversity goals. Um, I'm sorry, what was that last bit? Yeah, so the the language that we uh, discussed in the past as an addendum to this um, proposed resolution um, reads, the UFC endorses the tree removal moratorium with the exception of when it will conflict with existing laws, plans, and policies, including the mandate for various city departmental natural resources programs to remove invasive trees for biodiversity goals. We can edit that or, um, or just kind of discuss the moratorium further if you'd like. Um, I know that we all haven't been all in one place for, for a while to discuss the, the moratorium at, at length. Um, so I think I, we can open up for discussion now. I just wanted to have a little bit of a follow up on what we've been touching on recently. Uh, procedurally, I think we should have a motion on the floor with a second and then we could discuss any amendments to it. So I move to approve as amended. Um, is that, but we, we, I don't think we've adopted an amendment. This is like proposing. No, but, I'm, but by doing this, I would be proposing. The, the language. That language. Yeah. Okay. Do, Can we open for discussion now then? We have, we have a second. Otherwise, my, my idea is okay. dead. Right. I'll I'll second it. Okay. So now we can have a discussion. Okay. So again, I think um, I was just going to jump in, and you know, as we said, as uh, Jesus said, we'd uh, we'd when this was last in front of us, there was a lot of discussion about um, uh, whether individuals and or departments could really support this, and um, <clears throat> I think with the way it was. Uh, Finalized, where the way it was left at the last meeting where it was discussed was that we were going to take it back 
kind of workshop some of the resolution information and ideas and, and language. So I'm, I, I don't know if we want to have some open discussion prior, uh, uh, first to see if there's additional language and or um, ways to kind of um, uh, edit this. Um, and um, again, I wanted to, you know, bring bring this back. There's been a lot of um, folks in support of this moratorium, kind of broadly, as you've seen from the signatures. And I think we had told um, uh, Josh Kip, who kind of spearheaded this, that we would bring this back. So just, you know, I want to make sure that we have an opportunity to at least discuss this openly with each other here at the at the uh, uh, as a full council, and um, then take it one one additional vote on this and see where we land. Yeah, and I'm open again, as as you said, we can edit that uh, edit that uh, language if we want to. Do you have a copy of that language anywhere that we can, or was that because I didn't see that in here? I thought we were going to have that somewhere available to kind of so that we could. Yeah, because it's a mouth, uh, just a lot to it. Um, There's no way we can get that language on the screens, can we? Yeah, I'll I'll try to get it on the TV right now. Yeah, I was going to ask the the same thing. <laughs> I think I've. Stated my position on this this proposal in previous meetings, but for the record, I'll I'll state it again. Um, I really question the wisdom of this council as an advisory body for the board of supervisors for signaling to them that the problem in the city is the removal of trees. I mean, the issue again and again that we brought up in previous council meetings is that um, we're not planting enough trees and we're not maintaining them. It's not that. Anyone is rapaciously destroying the forest in the city. Um, and I feel like my concern at a high level is that this moratorium sends the wrong signal to the real decision makers in the city that the problem is that someone is doing that, that someone is rapaciously destroying the forest in the city. Um, even with the proposed language, I think it has those problems. Um, but additionally, I do think that. Landowning departments in the city, like Reckon Park, need to have the nimbleness to construct their landscapes in the best way for the people of San Francisco. Um, oftentimes, for constructability reasons, we need to take out trees that are not doing well, and they maybe maybe don't present an imminent threat to human health and safety, or they might not be, you know, um, it might not be there might not be a legal reason why we why we can't get rid of the tree, but there might be we might want to. Build a new recreation center. We might want to build a new park, as we're doing in several places across the city, and we have to remove trees in order to do that. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of different reasons why this. I feel like this is not good policy. Uh, I really appreciate the work that Joshua Clip has done, um, getting this together, and I, I don't want to minimize that in any way. But I really think this sends the wrong signal, um, and and I think it also just does not create good policy. Um, really, we should be focusing on. Planting more trees and maintaining more trees, not the small portion of trees that are removed from the city. So, uh, I, as even even with really any amendment that can be drafted, I'm going to vote strongly in, in against this this moratorium. Um, I would like to add. This is my first time I get the chance to comment on this moratorium um, because I think the first time it was presented, I was absent. Um, so I would like to add actually further concern um, um, on top of what Spencer said now. 
Um, I don't think it's only about personally and from a planning perspective, I don't think this is only a signal that's concerning from a symbolic point of view, which obviously this is a symbolic act is not substantial in a way, but um, it is actually um, bringing a lot of complications to the planning process and also approval of permits. Um, I am um, part of the street advisory committee which reviews every week uh, proposals for development. And uh, often in those occasions, we need to remove trees uh, or relocate trees because of uh, um, conflict with infrastructures or new driveways. And uh, we need to um, provide uh, a new streetscape geometry that requires trees to be removed. Um, what we are doing here is to provide affordable housing. It seems like we are in a housing crisis and it takes forever already to get housing on the ground. And uh, um, I don't think it's uh, too dramatic to say that this uh, uh, moratorium will create a lot of uh, unnecessary review, uh, additional review, and I don't see any benefit of what this moratorium adds to what it's already happening in uh, uh, public works, maybe. You know, Nick, that you're here can explain to us. I don't see, um, I mean, I did some research. It seems like every time a tree needs to be removed, uh, that it's not um, damaged or falling apart, uh, it needs to go to a hearing. And the hearing is, it takes public comment. It's months can go by before that tree can be removed. So I don't understand really technically what this moratorium is adding to this very lengthy and uh, and, and long uh, stuff. Uh, um, Consuming staff resource review. Secondary, um, I think uh, um, the idea of uh, removing trees because trees are not enough. Uh, sorry, not removing trees because there there are not enough trees. I think it's a backward way of looking at the issue, like uh, Spencer is saying. Um, I think uh, um, moving forward with this moratorium, uh, we would have a lot of issues in terms of. Um, uh, opposition to projects. As you might remember, I don't know how many of you were involved with that. There is a project emission that has been was a 100% affordable housing that has been stopped for two years for the removal of, of trees. So, uh, if we want to go down that road where we have to put staff resources towards unnecessary review, that is already we have plenty of that in the city. It seems like. Um, I would think uh, the moratorium can go forward. Otherwise, I would say that even with the language that we put forward, I heard, I haven't had the chance to read it. Um, it's very vague and it's too broad. And so that would be opening up to a lot of interpretations um, that it's not, it's not specific enough. So I think it would create a lot of confusion, a lot of what does it mean conflict with policy and plans? It's just too vague. So that's going to open up for all the NIMBYs of San Francisco to come forward to stop projects to using this as a tool. So this, this is actually not making the benefit of the urban forest. It's actually, in my opinion, using this, this tool to do other, you know, opposition. So um, plus, I heard from BAF today that I was talking to them that we received, uh, they received $12 million to, to plant new trees. So it seems like there are resources coming in to plant new trees. Um, Sorry for the long comment, but I didn't have the chance to talk about it. And I think I find this issue really important since yeah. I'm in the Urban Forestry Council, so I'm going to point it out. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Uh, you should all be able to see the language on your yeah. screens. Uh, 
Uh, sure. As a counterpoint, I think uh, this is an opportunity for us to show environmental leadership with uh, this. I, I think that we should be making a habit of building around trees rather than our approach to clean slate a site and then uh, start over. I think that we should be looking for opportunities to integrate trees into our construction projects, integrate existing trees. I do believe we have a crisis uh, on our hands. I think that this measure is too little too late, but it's still symbolic. It doesn't have any teeth to it, but uh, this is part of us sending a message that we do want to hold on to our, our trees. I think planting, of course, is, is essential. It helps us move closer to our goal, but uh, we end up euphemistically using uh, relocating trees or replacing trees on the sites uh, when what that means in reality is removing a large, beautiful tree that's providing all of these environmental benefits that's taken decades to get to, and then we put in a 15-gallon tree that will one day, hopefully, uh, reach that that same uh, maturity. But I, I think that uh, this is something that we should pretty easily be able to get behind, and uh, especially with the the language, you know, I, I I have my own feelings about replacing even um, invasive stands of trees with with uh, much smaller even native species that don't have the same uh, carbon sequestration i understand the biodiversity goals but uh I, I think that this carve out should um speak to those concerns i also want to speak on behalf of this uh moratorium um i think one of the things that josh brought up was not just the physical element of the tree, but also the social and cultural uh, value of these trees. He talked about mourning the trees on 24th Street. And as we were discussing this tree, um, we had a community member die and we did a call out for herbs and we had a peppercorn tree on the side of the farm that we manage and the parking lot construction next door removed the tree without consulting anyone. There was nothing wrong with the tree. We were going to harvest leaves for the from those trees and part of honoring our community members. And this is a, a way that no one was addressed. No one, you know, we, we communicated with our neighbors at Park and Rec of just like who was it, whose leadership was that to determine this tree was going to come out without any discussion. There was nothing wrong with this tree. It was just in the way this parking lot construction. And again, it's not just the physical tree, but it's the value that these trees have in community. And how do we mourn those trees together? And this this moratorium is just asking not to cut any trees that do not pose a threat. To, to or a hazard to human safety. And I don't, I definitely agree that, you know, this doesn't have teeth as far as enforcing it in any way, but it allows the people organizing on the ground to have something to to, to use as they advocate for themselves um, and in preserving our trees in the city. I just gonna make a, one comment on the point, make another comment after. So, this does have teeth, okay? This is going to be used after for project and guess construction project and, and what what Lara was saying. This is gonna it's gonna be used afterwards. So this will have teeth, okay? So I want to you know like this is important to understand that you know um, uh, it's, it'll be used. You know it's it's very well written and it'll be used in. Enduring every single appeal for a tree removal, you know. So today, when you go to for a tree removal process, every single tree removal is being appealed, no? But I don't know if some of you have been on those tree removal appeal. 
and seen some of those trees that have been stopped to be removed now. So I understand the fact that, you know, I don't know how much I'm, I'm worried that the, the, back, the, back, the, back, the back part of this document, what this may, may become later on. Um, you know, we need to, you know, protect trees and everything. And, and I'm trying to you on this, that, you know, the reality, we need to plant more trees and I'm worried that this one we won't be able to remove anything, like like nothing, you know, for X or Y reason. And this is what the document will add up being, it will be part of every single appeal. And it will be in every single ball of appeal when it goes all the way up there. It will, it will happen, it will be there, you know. Um, it's just like really difficult to think about. What the real reason is there's not enough tree planted you know, we got, you know, Nick gets money because they work really hard to get it. I will say there that the money didn't come from the mayor office. It came from, you know, a group of people that work for the Department of Public Work that got together and applied to a bunch of, of uh, uh, federal phone and state phone and things like that. And, you know, this, if there was no, not, we didn't have those funds, maybe those three will not, that funding won't, they, they will have no funding. You know, that your funding will be not much more than what it is from last year, you know, or less. Uh, I wish some of, of of us go on some of us appeal process and see some of the tree that's been appeal of removal. And that's one of the issues I have with this, because I think it slowed down the recovery of planting more trees eventually. Some of those trees may be planted by the, the, the company that's building a new building or whatever, you know, they're going to be paying those fees. They're going to be planting more trees. You know, uh, they've been, they'll be paying five to plant more trees in the, in the city and things like that. There is deal, you know, going on. So there is tree planted, you know, but I'm worried that those deal won't be able to happen at all, you know, and, and means like those, it, it won't happen because those projects will be stopped for everything. And this is many projects that's gonna get stopped. You know, the, the risks tree is not gonna get stopped, but it's still gonna go up to the due process. They're still gonna appeal. There'll be still appeal process about restream. You know, so I wanna make sure that we understand that the Department of Public Works, first, are good arborists when they deem risk or tree that being removed, I think, you know, that's what I'm thinking, you know, that's why I'm looking at, you know, so some of those trees needs to be removed. And the longer they, we take time to remove them, the harder it's going to be to replant some. When we replant the tree, it's never going to be the same tree that one we had before. We all know that and we'll never get the same benefits. It's just the way it is, you know, it's like buying a new car and an old car. When you crash your car, it's the same thing. No, it's just like, it just, it just gonna it's gonna it's gonna take time, you know. I it's it just like we, I'm I'm kind of a little scared of because it's just this there is this you know but also you know if if it gets so hard to plant trees to remove trees people are not gonna be planting trees in front of the house you know. Um, 
And when you see some of the process of tree removal is because the pine tree is dead from pine beetle and needs to be removed. And I see some trees, they're still standing there because they're part of the process of, they're part of the process of appeal, you know? There's no needle on it, they're dead, you know? But, you know, we have to figure out, you know, so the homeowner is pretty sure of how many trees here that person has to be planted through the city, you know, um, there's some kind of punishment and I'm worried about punishment, slowing down, saying, make even harder for people to want plant trees. I'm, I'm just worried about the negative effect to it. So I, I, I put all bunch of stuff together, you know, but there is some negative effect to everything. And this is like, you know, who want to plant trees in the city if we, it's getting so restrictive and complicated and expensive, um, you know, uh, that's just like, my first comment. Yeah. It's difficult. Well, from my understanding, this is just for city jurisdiction. And so it shouldn't really impact people's home, or at least not yet. But um the you know, we definitely need to plant more trees, but we shouldn't we should stop removing the ones that don't pose a threat. If the tree is sick or it's gonna fall on someone's home or a car, then I can understand that. But if there's nothing wrong with the tree, we should keep it. But if the project requires a, a permit from the city planning department, they would be under city jurisdiction. It's so private the, private projects would still be regulated yeah, by. We are this. not talking about backyards. We are talking about the street. Mm -hmm. uh, street trees are uh, um, responsibility of the owner on the street, and uh, but they are permitted to the planning department. Lots of uh, design review that we do for new development in, in requires to remove some trees and then plant new trees. But unfortunately, sometimes the tree cannot be in the exact spot for whatever reason of the design of the site. As you might remember, the project that got stopped in the mission could not be built if we don't if you remember, uh, remove these two trees because of the driveway access. And there was a requirement. There was affordable housing, 100% affordable, and it's actually also important. There were like 10 units, I think, of affordable housing. They got stopped for two years, and probably now they walked away because they were tired of waiting. It was appealed and went many times back. So um, I think, uh, sorry, my question was at the beginning was, what what does this add that we don't have already? Like it's almost like taking a, a trust. Like it's almost telling implicitly that we don't trust the process that we have now when we have staff dedicated to planting trees, to reviewing trees, to be on the board of appeals for trees. So it's almost like um, adding a controversial aspect to tree planting and uh, removal that we don't need because I think we have staff doing that and. The fact that the city is failing to plant is not because we remove trees occasionally in front of developments. I think it's a very um, kind of a little bit superficial analysis of what this the city is doing. If you know the city from the inside out, you know we know that it's not that's not the case, and we have staff dedicated to protecting the urban forest. Um, I would I just also go ahead. I think. Um... If this is in place, then right off the back developer, even before the design process, look at the site and say, okay, there's too, too big tree here. Somehow we have to design around it. That's, the, that's what Nick was saying. Why can't we design around tree? I mean, developer don't come in 
after design and show for review and say approval and you say, well, we need to remove this tree, knowing that then they can appeal it. But if this is in place, I can see now we know we cannot remove these two. Again, I think that certain stature of tree, we're not talking about small tree, maybe small trees are easy to remove, but when, when it's, it's it, like, we don't want developer to have walking in, say we have a blank slate, disregardless of any tree because, um, because we know we can appeal this part because it's for, because it's for, um, uh, 100% uh, home affordable housing, therefore we have a blank slate and that's what we don't want that attitude coming in. If this is in place, then right off the bat, even before the design process, they know they have to deal with this tree. They have to design around the tree. They were not able to put a driveway there. So that's what I'm concerned with. When if, if, if people, I know removing tree now, there's a big, you know, posting and appeal and back and forth, but we can, even negate all of the thing by knowing that we have to put, like, there's no way you can remove this health to healthy tree, whether it's invasive species. I, I, I mean, that's another, they remove for restoration. That's a different, which we have language here already, but I'm just concerning with, I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I, we, on our property, the port property, like, we need to put a navigation center and uh, I, without any aware of, I'm an average for the port, like somehow it got permit and walk in that just removed like 12 trees because they need to put a tent there. And, you know, like, like there's no, there's so disregard of existing trees that think they can just get around it because the bigger need, like the bigger need of the tent for navigation center. Um, there, so I don't know. It's like if this is in place, at least there's some aware of it before they have the design around it. I don't know. Can can I respond to this since he's talking about design? Then I'll leave space for other people. I don't think the developer ever a blank slate in San Francisco, to be honest with you. And uh, I also think that it's not only the tree versus the building, it's the tree versus the transformer vault that needs to be in the sidewalk sometime. It's the bike racks that are required. It's uh, the ADA regrading of the sidewalk. It's the entrances, the swinging doors. I mean, there are millions of items, as you might know, on a building. It's not just the tree and the developer. So it's much more complex, the design review. And I can tell you that all the design, all the things that come in usually don't remove trees. They work around the trees. Occasionally, they have to remove one or two trees because of these issues. And sometimes they mitigate and give back the tree somewhere else. So I think saying that, I think this blank statement say you cannot remove ever something, I think it's a very dangerous tool, especially in the climate of San Francisco, you know, which where everything is used to, to stop something. Yeah. So I think it's the kind of, a, I personally don't feel like that it's a good idea in my, in my experience at the city for many years. Um, if we want to give this extra tool to 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 fight something that uh, it's you know it's it's complicating without adding any value, I don't see any value. Like if someone tells me what's the difference, I can say okay, I'll be behind it. There is no difference. This is not adding anything to the discourse. 
to the review, to the benefit of the public. It's just distracting from other things that we are trying to do. Yeah, I don't, I would, sorry, I, so quick, quickly. I, I, um, I mean, I, generally, I wouldn't have a, like a, especially with the amendments, it's like a strong opposition to us supporting it. I think Spencer, you made some really valid and important points. I just, I would agree. It doesn't feel like it's really adding anything, especially with the uh, amendment that we're putting on. It's a, it's a proposed resolution. We're not adopting this as a resolution for the council. This is a proposed, you know, it's a resolution that they want to bring to the city jurisdiction. So the idea being that like, and I, I get like, you know, we'd be basically saying we endorse this as a potential policy. So that is, I, I would take issue with that. But, you know, the way that it's written, it's basically saying, don't remove trees unless it's a ha health hazard, except for all the legal reasons that all of the agencies already have. So I, it just feels like it's, you know, doesn't have a lot of teeth, but. You know, I would also warn us against that point. I mean, jo Josh made a lot uh, out of this. He's like, this is not, this is not a proposed resolution that you're going to bring to the board. This is, it's a, it's just a statement. It's a symbolic statement. So don't worry about the details as much, but I will say, I would say that, I mean, they're really, the board looks to us as the advisory agency on forestry issues. If we give them the signal that the problem is removal of trees, that's what they're going to look to, to write answer with policy. They're not going to look at the, to the real root of the problem. So I really feel like this is like pointing over here when the problem is over here. Um, and I mean, that's, that's a really dangerous thing to do from a policy perspective to, to, to signal to them that, Hey, here's the issue. And they, you know, they, they might listen. And, and I feel like if we did approve this, um, we might not get very as far as we want to get in terms of the planting and maintenance, which from what I understand from everything that I've learned in my time in the council is really the issue. So quickly as the PUC representative, um, I don't have the authority to endorse this moratorium um, based on the size of our utility and the multifacets that we have through water, power, um, infrastructure, sewer. Um, this would take a large scale um, meeting of minds to all get behind legislation like this. Um, so as a PUC member, I, I cannot endorse this on my own. Did you have anything to add? So, just a quick comment. I agree with everything that's been said. Um, and this is actually the situation I was hoping to avoid speaking with the author and, and trying to figure out what it was that if they brought to the Urban Forestry Council, the Urban Forestry Council could reasonably and ideally, unanimously or near so, get behind. Um, and so now we're in a pickle where I think one of the most important points that's been raised is this issue of pointing to a solution that doesn't actually address the problem, which is sort of what this does. And if you read the whereas clauses, the whereas clauses point to the lack of addition of trees and then the resolution says, stop taking trees out. So the two don't connect. And this was my comment to the author when he first presented this. Um, we are, I think, in a pickle in that 
at least in part, the, the idea behind Urban Forestry Council is to provide this sort of information on what to do about urban trees in San Francisco. I don't want to say we speak for the trees because it sounds silly, but there is some aspect, there's some, some angle that, that I see our job in that way. So I have nothing intelligent to say about this. I just wanted to say that I, I appreciate everyone's different point of view, and I, I was really honestly hoping to well, thank somehow you. get around this. That's good. Um, if any, no one else has any other discussion or additions, of anything that they want to add? I mean, the only thing I'll add is I, I really don't want um, a vote uh, against this moratorium to be, to be interpreted as um, in any way minimizing the effort Mission Verde and um, Joshua Clip in terms of their their community organization organizing excuse me community organizing and and what they've done down there um, you know I think we can have and I'd respectfully disagree I think I think actually voicing with Igor I think I think having these discussions is exactly what this this group is for we should debate these things and try to understand what the issue is because that's the only way we're going to actually figure out the best way forward so um i i don't i think it's a good thing and and, and josh did ask us to, to have this discussion during our last meeting that i attended um so uh you know as far as i'm concerned um you know we're doing that right now and i think that's the right thing to do but i certainly don't want um a vote um in opposition of this to be interpreted as in any way um not appreciating the work that he's done and others um, on his team. So uh, with that, that's all I have to say. Um, I also want to add that this is not just Mission Verdes statement or moratorium proposal. It's There's 23 signatures on this, um, and they're from all different parts of the city, different agencies, different programs. So, um, And then this is just saying don't cut trees, whereas our annual plan is saying this is what we need to do. So we are proposing something to the Board of Supervisors. This is what we were, were suggesting we need to do. And while we aim to do this, we've already sent an abridged version of this report to the supervisors. This is just giving the people on the ground tools to work with so that they can mobilize themselves and add pressure to making sure the, the climate plan happens. So procedurally, if if we want, we can just vote up or down on this item with the I or nay vote, or uh, if there's momentum to not do a vote like that, we could refer it back to planning and funding um, and then pull it back at a later date, if ever. Uh, we could uh, move to uh, basically park this um, as a postpone the item. So there's a couple of options. But if we were to stick to the original motion, it would be a, an up or down vote on it as amended. So just want to give some options there. Is there a timeline? Is there a timeline for this? Like the the sponsor as a timeline to do some action, go to the board of supervisors. No, I think they've already submitted and distributed this multiple. To, to various agencies and, yeah. and to uh, and to the city, I think this was this was uh, put before us months ago, and I think they've, you know, one of the, uh, uh, um, you know, I think they they've already been uh, circulating their the, the support they do have for this. So, yeah, I think they would they would like us to 
express some opinion on it although we can certainly bring it back to planning and funding we just need to absolutely schedule it for the next planning and well i would just i don't, I don't know what we're going to do with planning and funding if we've got the amendment uh, uh, we got an amendment to this uh proposed resolution as, as stated unless there's you know unless people unless there's additional interest on the on the on the board on the council to make further amendments or edits to the amendments which i think might be different than the mm -hmm. proposed than the uh um than your uh, the action that's been put before us, we could uh, do a straight up and down vote or decide not to, not to take action on on the what was put before us and then make additional amendments to this for I, I would just say if we're if it's the idea is to take it back to planning and funding to just, you know, just spin wheels on it. I would say just we park it here and say that we're not able to support or uh, that we're not, you know, make taking a vote on it or we're not supportive. Maybe we so, can have some sort of statement. You know, it's a very compli complicated issue, but I do think we should have some response to it, not just keep tabling it and sending it back and forth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Can I um, ask a question? I, I don't remember Josh speaking of any, I mean, it seems the statement that, I mean, this is like an absolute. I mean, is there, other than what we put in our exception, did they allow any exception to appeal process? In in his proposal, I don't remember he mentioned so. It's almost like absolute. I feel like that's what this language is. That, that would help. But other than that, I mean, do they allow that? We try to put that in, but did they have any? Again, I think this is a proposed resolution that was that they wanted to bring to the city and say we've got all these different groups supporting this. Please consider in, incorporating it into city policy. Then in this reading of it, no, there is no, the only, aside from like, um, uh, human safety, there's no, no justification for any removal. So if there's a, a driveway that needs to be built for some huge housing project, this, assuming that it this was not. ever adopted, which yeah. I honestly, I don't think the city would be willing to even consider it, um, as a, as a, as a policy. Um, yeah, that, that was, and the, the, I think, hence, that's the, the reason why we had included additional on an amendment to this. And it basically, again, in my reading, the amendment basically says, uh, with the exception of what we already are doing, that's legal. So. Um, cool. We had poor health into the, the, the document, you know, declining poor health. Um. I think that's something that could be added there. You know, it's not killing the. Sorry, what did you say again? Yeah, they wanted to add to, to amend the to amend the, or, or, or edit the amendment. I think before we can do that, though, there was a, a motion on for we voting. Can further that's I mean, you could just say the exception of poor health or when it, uh, uh, well, poor health or when it conflicts with existing laws, plans. I mean, there comes a kind of a time when like the exceptions start to totally swallow the rule, yeah. right? If you have a, if you have a blanket policy and then you accept it for everything, it starts to become totally meaningless. And it, this is, you know, something that happens in policy making sometimes. And when someone wants to make a general statement and then they want to accept it to make it more, you know, palatable or otherwise usable, um, Again, I would question 
the whole approach if we if we went down that path if you have the you know a, a bunch of exceptions which makes this, the rule essentially meaningless it's kind of like you don't have a rule to begin with and i feel like that that is signal, sending a really bad policy signal to the people who might actually be making real policy here um so i mean igor had a potential proposal kind of embedded in his comment, which is that, you know, the, the therefore clause doesn't really follow the whereas clause, right? We could change the therefore clause to something that's more, that, that does actually follow the whereas clauses. Uh, but I actually feel like we've kind of already done that. We did submit a, um, we, a statement about the need for funding for tree planting and maintenance, right? I think that that, we, we've, we've kind of already address the issue that I think is sort of bedded into the whereas clauses here uh, in terms of statement from this board. If we want to reiterate that, that'd be something I'd be, I would, it would be potentially in favor of. So I, I wouldn't disagree. I think the urban forestry report, the draft that we're going to be reviewing later in the meeting does exactly that. Again, it reiterates all of those issues and points and it, it, it on multiple in multiple ways um and i we we have voiced our concern and issue as the in relation to the whereas is again i think i you know i don't disagree that like putting in enough exclusions that it's just basically meaningless and if we're rewriting something that's not this uh proposed resolution but a something different saying therefore instead of mandating no tree removal, find the funding to, you know, increase it, the canopy, that's kind of a different thing. I think this whole, the whole point of this was to kind of force the issue with the city to say, no exceptions period, except for health, human safety, will we remove any trees until you guys get your act sorted out and find the funding to do what you keep saying you're going to do and you're not doing. So that's like, those are, again, to me, they're just different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the PUC needs the ability to maintain critical infrastructure and endorsing this will remove that need. So, once again, PUC cannot endorse the way that it's written. Because I think the problem is that they're asking to um, support a, such a um, all-encompassing statement that doesn't have any specifics. It's too... It just it's it's so, so broad that doesn't make sense, you know, in the in the practicality of how the city works. So that's why the agencies cannot stand behind it. Um, and I welcome discussions. I think that is totally valid. Um, and I would say if there's short of any other discussion, and again, totally open to hearing more. I think it's good. It's good conversation and. Really awesome points on, on all sides. Um, if there's no further, I would, I would, I would ask if we can consider, um, uh, adjusting the motion to uh, include the clause that uh, uh, Morgan wanted, and then do an up or down vote. My, that's my point of view. So we're going to move it as amended here. Is that 
Would that be the correct way to say it? I don't think we need, do we need another motion? I don't think we need another motion. Yeah, the chair can kind of see no objections. Yeah, no objections. Let's, if, 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 right. if, again, I want to give, make sure everyone else has any further issues or discussion on the item, but then I would move that we go ahead and do an up and down on, on the amended amendment. And the action I get the 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 the, uh, um, the the action I I would say is to uh, it's a up or down vote to um, approve the uh, endorse the amended um, uh, proposed resolution. That's a gun. Public comment. Yeah. So we'll proceed to public comment. Um, there are no members of the public present in the room today, so we'll move forward with remote public comment. Uh, members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue. Seen any uh, public commenters in the queue? I will give a few moments though, just in case someone calls in. Did you have to um, repeat the number? Did you, I'm sorry, did you just give the number? Sorry. Did you give the call in number as posted in case? Yeah. I, I couldn't see if there were or not. I'll, I'll call, I'll repeat it again. Um, exact information. Uh, to repeat the uh, remote public comment information, members of the public participating remotely may comment by calling into the meeting. Opportunities to speak during the public comment periods are available via phone by calling 415-655-001 and entering access code 2662. 666-9361 and the meeting password SFGov, that is SFGOV. Once connected, please dial star three to be added to the queue. Best practices are to call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and silence all other devices. Alternatively, members of the public may submit public comment via email to environment at sfgov.org. Comments submitted via email will be forwarded to the council members and be included as part of the official file. Um, I have not seen any callers uh, in the queue. Um, so with that, public comment on this item is closed. So I will now call roll. Um, Chair Sullivan? Uh, no. Um, Vice Chair Crawford? Aye. Member Lachin? Aye. Member Vice Favel? Aye. Member Nagel? Aye. Member Sochid Flores? Aye. Member Spiegelman? 
No. Remember Salvadori? No. Remember Train? No. Remember Potter? No. Remember Stringer? No. Um, the motion does not pass. Okay. Well, thank you. I do think that was valuable and good conversation. Um, and uh, all I think all points were really uh, uh, important to hear. So we could move on to the next item. Next item is discussion and possible action to nominate and elect. Council officers, speaker is Andrew Sullivan, council chair, explanatory document, San Francisco Urban Forestry Council bylaws. Uh, this item is for discussion and possible action. So even um I can I can do a quick summary of sure. sure. So um or actually I, you you can introduce it and then I can give a little bit more on the procedure. Sure. Here. Um yeah, so I've been um uh I think just because of the, um, I, I think we started this. Um, if you look at the bylaws, I think section um, article uh, uh, four, section three, uh, just outlines how we typically have been. We're, we're supposed to typically conduct uh, nominations and um, elections each year. Typically, that uh, starts in May, um, and we this would be off cycle. But I've been um, sitting as chair, I think, for about. Uh, Two and a half years or so, and we haven't, I think, because of a lot of different reasons from, you know, quorum to remote meetings have not had, um, we've not been on our standard typical yearly cycle. I think some years in the past, for those of you who have been here. Terribly long time, um, a lot of times it'll, it'll be um, a, a pretty quick um, renomination of who's sitting chair and or vice chair depends on kind of year to year, but, um, and I think we have skipped it occasionally from year to year. Uh, depending on um, who's sitting as chair and kind of interest with the broader council, I wanted to open it up for, um, and, and again, I'm acknowledging it's off cycle, but um, I think we can continue back in May, reopen this up as an, as an option to get it back on cycle, but uh, open this up for nominations today for um, uh, chair and vice chair. And uh, we had put it down as possible action um, depending on, I, I was, didn't want to put it for for action because I wasn't sure if we we're going to have how many folks we we're going to be able to make the meeting. And seeing as we have the whole council here, I think we could open it up for um, for uh, for uh, a vote or election as well, it, depending on who on what we who we do or don't have as um, nominations for for uh, council officers. I did want to give in case give people the option we can put the um, an election. We can do elect off elect chair and vice chair at the subsequent meeting if we want to give folks uh, some time to think about 
potentially nominating themselves or nominating others. So I'm open to, we don't have to have action on this tonight, but I just wanted to open it up for, to um, ask folks for, you know, if they're, if they, or if they are interested in nominating themselves or others, nominating others for both a um, chair and vice chair, we just open that up for this today. We want to add. You have anything to add, Jesus? Yeah, I have some uh, scripts that Kyle um, shared with me. Um, so it's, I'll, I'll read the script as he left it for me. Uh, we will begin with the chair and will accept nominations for this position only. After nominations and discussion, there will be public comment and a vote. Then we will repeat the process for the position of vice chair, including nominations and discussion public comment and a vote. Council members can nominate themselves and nominations do not require a second in order for the council to vote on a nomination. Um, the only thing I would amend, amend to that is that we can do a discussion and I don't, we, I don't think we're required to do it, have a, have a vote or an action. No, uh, yeah, that's the, the, I wrote the item for the okay. possible action. Yeah, and like I said, since we've got full council, I'm happy to, I think we can do yeah. both. Um, I just wanted to read what yeah, Kyle left for us. But yeah, we can we can open to discussion here. Uh, question for the chair: uh, Are we thinking that the? Uh, I guess this would be ultimately have be up to the future chair. But are we thinking this would be uh, revisited on the regular cycle at March May cycle? So this would be that, that was the assumption, yeah. For basically for yeah, I just I think I was the like I was I was came came in off cycle. We have not had we've this kind of has floated the last yeah. The last so the idea year. would be that we make the decision now, and then once we have new members uh, that have had a few months to settle in, um, assuming that we get everyone um, appointed in December, um, we can vote again in our regular cycle. Well, I just have a discussion thing to contribute. I, uh, I think that the chair role has been really valuable on this council to serve as a spokesperson. And I think that, uh, it, it's us empowering somebody to, uh, represent us and be able to go to supervisors and, um, uh, other groups representing the council and, uh, advocating for us. And I, I think that. We've had some great leadership between Dan Flanagan and now Chair Sullivan. So uh, I think that we've been we've been in a good situation with our our chair leadership, and hope to continue that. I think that it's particularly valuable having uh, one of our members who's not representing a department or an agency uh, do that because you don't have any like multiple hats that you have to consider when you're wearing like. You know, my job's on the line. I don't want to advocate uh, too hard or alienate or something like that. So I think that that um, just as a city employee, I'm really grateful for the folks who are are here and um, as as members of the public or at large or representing some other um, outside agencies. So uh, thank you for that, and I hope that 
uh, folks consider running for this, um, particularly if they are at large, and um, I will definitely support that. So are we opening this anybody for nominations to chair? Is that right? Yep. I'm going to nominate uh, Igor. And you don't have to accept if you're nominated, by the way. I'll suck it now. All right. I'm touched. Thank you. <laughs> Anyone else? Nominate somebody else too. Does he go wanted to do it? Oh. <laughs> I, I I will run. Yeah, I will stand for nomination. Uh, well, I guess my my the question in my head. I I, I know this because we talked about this earlier, but. Um, uh, are, would you be seeking to run again, or, or is that? Would you be pleased to like uh, pass it to? I'm happy to uh, to get new blood in the okay. as chair. I think that'd be a good thing. So, <laughs> for me, um, a related to related to topic is getting new members on the council. Um, I, I think the bylaws uh, say that the fifth council is 15 people, and uh, we're 11. Um, we've been lower than that, I think, over the last couple of years. Uh, um, I think there's real value to having great, greater diversity of voices um, here as well. And, and so I, I'm curious, maybe, I'm not sure if I can ask the question to Jesus now, but, or some, anyone else, do, do we have a status of, of I, I remember there's discussions about trying to get new members on the council. I, I, I don't know where that is. I think we we're going to bring that up later. Oh, you are? Okay. Okay. Yeah, All right. We, as far as it relates to this, I think that's part of the reason why. If we stay it. on cycle, we can uh, new members that we hopefully by you know end of year will have full full house again, and we can then uh, revisit. Excellent. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I can provide a little more information later in the agenda. Yeah. So if there's no more, uh, if no one else was nominating or proposing a nomination. Uh, do we have to have this? Can we open this up for? Uh... I'd like to nominate Pam. Um, sorry, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you kind of independent. Um, so, and you know very well the city because of what you do. So, that's, you know, that's why I'm thinking about it. And yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that, Morgan. I don't know if I'll stand though for that. Okay. Appreciate it. Anyone else? Okay. We've got no other um, nominations. You're grinning. <laughs> we got no other nominations. I would uh, I would suggest we since we've got a uh, full council here, we uh, open up for a uh, vote. Public comment. Oh, I'm sorry. Public comment. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, hearing no further discussion, we'll open up for public comment on this item. There are no members of the public present in the room today, so I'll move on to uh, remote public comment. 
Members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue. Uh, I do not see any members of the public in the queue, but I will wait a few moments um, to make some time available for folks to call in. All right, seeing no callers in the queue, public on, on this item is now closed. Um, so there being no public comment and for no further discussion, I'll call roll. Uh, Chair Sullivan. The voting item is for the selection of chair, the nomination of. Yeah, member Igor Lachin. And at this time, we're not, we're not, um, the vice chair is staying the same, correct? That's the next. We vote. can discuss the vice okay. chair, uh, following this vote. Okay. Got it. Um, all right. Chair Sullivan. Aye. Vice chair Crawford. Aye. Member Lachin. I will abstain. <laughs> Member Vice A. Favell. Aye. Member Nagel. Aye. Member Sochi Flores. Aye. Member Spiegelman. Aye. Member Salvadori. Aye. Member Train. Aye. Member Potter. Aye. Member Stringer. Aye. That is all ayes. The motion passes. Uh, and we can now entertain nominations for the position of Mitch Chair. Congratulations. <laughs> Um, so do we want to discuss vice chair today or how do we, I guess this is open for discussion now. Can we, uh, yeah, I'm sure we can, uh, I don't know if we can, uh, if Nick is willing to stay on as vice chair, do we, uh, do we open it up for nominations? Uh, so I, I'd be happy to, uh, run for vice chair again. I, I don't have any particular attachment. I feel like I will have the same level of commitment and it could be a good opportunity for someone else who would be interested in one day being chair because I, for reasons stated before, I don't have any, um, desire. I, I will always decline the, the chair role unless there's some dire emergency or something. But, uh, I think that, um, that I'm, I'm fine with serving as vice chair, obviously, but, uh, if anyone's interested, it, it is a good opportunity. So feel free to consider and I will vote for you. <laughs> so sure that with that, let's open it up for nominations. Anybody? Now we, is that okay? I, I, I like you, but. You know, in the same way that that we were talking about it, you know, being attached to somewhat some part of the organization as the organization of the city make reflections, make you know things difficult. You know, so I like to nominate so chill that you know it's 
complete, come from a completely different background. It has a different approach and different sensibility of batteries. And it's not attached to any major organizations. So I like to nominate Sochi. Um, I'm going to say yes now, but I need to figure out what the commitments actually look like before I confirm, but we would be voting next at the future meeting, right? So I could, we, we could, we could, we could, we could, we could, we could pause. Yeah. We could vote at the next meeting or we could vote today. And if you're, if you want a time to consider, yeah, we can, we yeah, can. I need to flesh out my, okay, that's fine. The logistics, but thanks for the, it's a tentative. Yes. I don't know if that's. Okay. That's good. I, I don't think it's. I do need time to. I don't think it's a greater time commitment. Personally, I don't don't think I'm investing any more than anyone else. But, um, yeah. We could talk between now and the next meeting if you have any questions. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Any other nominations? Self nominations. Should force a runoff. <laughs> okay, should we open it? Uh, I guess we can open it to public comment then. Is this? Yep. Um, second. Uh, there are no members of the public in the room uh, present today, so we'll proceed to remote public comment. Members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press start three to be added to the queue. I don't see any members of the public in the queue, but I will wait a few more moments before public public comment. Okay, seeing no one, no further callers in the queue, public comment on this item is now closed. Um, so, considering there is no official nomination for the position of vice chair, we can move forward to the next item. Yeah, and I was going to say before we move on to the next item, do it, we can take a like a five minute break if we need to, if anybody needs to. Yeah, there's one more substantial, just one more. The last item is the review of urban forestry um, report, draft report. Okay. Yeah, so a five minute recess. Yeah, so we just. I thought I'd 
So the big thing we do is specific nature or big tree or tree or side. That's right. Because you got
back. So where we left off is for the next right. um, item seven discussion regarding the content. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Discussion regarding the content of the 2023 annual urban forest report. Speaker Sisu Susano, Urban Forestry Council Coordinator. This item is for discussion. Um, I do have um, copies of the draft um, attached in your packets and more here in the room. Uh, these will be posted, this draft will be posted digitally online. Um, so this this can be a rather short item. I'm still missing uh, numbers for a, a few key um, uh, departments and agencies, um, but um, just as like an update, the language of last year's um, of last year's report is uh, largely unchanged and will remain unchanged, assuming that the recommendation we're going to continue to make is that. Um, a sum of more than $14 million be made available annually um, for street sheet planting being the main recommendation of last year's report. Um, the update here that I've added is more to do with uh, the this being the 20th annual reforestry report. Um, I went through and read all 19 of them. Um, it's like 17 and a urban forest plan that was submitted in 2006 um, and really kind of tried to pull what was important. So you can see that um, on page six and seven are the big is the big kind of change here. Uh, really just kind of giving a little bit of a history on the urban forest report um, being first submitted to mayor. Willie uh, Brown Jr. and the Board of Supervisors in 2003 um, and kind of tracking um, how it has changed over the years, pretty largely in 2010, um, kind of focusing more on um, questions that can be tracked and and monitored year to year, less a little bit less subjective while still kind of continuing those things. Um, we also kind of chronicled the phase one of the urban forest plan, urban forestry plan, among other things. So, like interestingly, um, in two thousand four, um, at that time, Mayor Gavin Newsom, um, his campaign called "Trees for Tomorrow," committing to plant twenty five thousand trees citywide over a five year period. Uh, that was successful. Um, not really like well documented in the reports, but. Um, during that period of five years, 26,408 trees are planted citywide. Importantly, not all street trees, uh, but things like that. Uh, and then in the final paragraph of the page six is really kind of where I wanted to drive that after reading all of the reports, every single one, including the annual the urban forest plan, um, all have identified the lack of adequate and consistent funding and staffing constraints as the greatest limitation. Um, so just wanted to drive a point there that that is and will continue to be a high priority for our council. Um, and that that particularly that even our 14 um, our ask for 14 million dollars only addresses street trees and not uh, funding for the rest of our city-wide urban forestry efforts, um, which 
like are would be represented with all of our other departments and nonprofits. Um, so that there's that and and like kind of a short timeline of milestones um, from 2003 uh, to today. Um, I opted to include here the um, the climate action plan actions and strategies, as well as um, the fact that um, public work was able to start construction on the new street tree nursery last year, hopefully opened later this year. Um, uh, I think here, so that, that that's the major changes. Um, so I don't think we need to review the rest of the document. Um, I also would um, like to include um, once it's a little bit more ready, so you I'll, I'll attach that um, with the following draft for our December meeting um, the, as part of the appendices, um, uh, the mission very there urban forestry model um, as part of something that we can include here as like a milestone. We, I'm not sure if, if there's any other things that you'd like to include in this document as part of this 20 years. I'm sorry, the appendix, you, the one you were just referencing was what? The one we discussed in planning. Okay. Funding. Which is basically just to be clear, that's like a model on how to, it's like a, uh, a, um, blueprint for other, uh, yeah, for tree watering, particularly as it's targeted for like a, a how to guide for like the, the steps for, um, community groups and other. Yeah. That are interested in following some kind of model like that, where mm -hmm. you know beyond just the individual homeowner that can take on right uh, larger scale kind of neighborhood based yeah so planting watering and tree care. I apologize for not being clear. Yeah, uh, from our last meeting um, when uh, Kendra and Josh presented, um, they asked that we do something um, to promote that kind of community um, tree watering. Um, and one of the results of that was um, taking information on how they have built their program and um, uh, working on publishing a, like a white paper describing exactly how they did that um, as a base to for other groups to start the same kind of program, which um, theory uh, can almost triple the 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 amount of trees that can be planted for project. Yeah, so I don't have that as an attachment today since it's not complete. It was discussed at planning and funding, but that will be uh, included in the uh, posted documents um, for our next meeting. And you can see it um, at our um, explanatory documents for our planning and funding meeting less. And I'm sorry, but we're going to include that. That's something that would be included in here as part of the final final draft for a review. I would approval. like to. Yeah. So that's what I'm I'm asking. Like if you if that sounds like a I can write a little bit of a blurb on that as like one of the milestones of urban forestry over the last 20 years that like some program like that now this year in San Francisco and worked. Um and then uh not include the document as part of the main body of the report but as an appendix. Yeah. Yeah I'm fine with that. Um Two things that I would add. I think one of the uh, one of the big ish I, things is that uh, I'm assuming like the annual the, the annual survey questions are something that's like an appendix or appendices. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. 
and that like the I think the main content of this is not is not here, right? But, right. The num the analysis is not right. present right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's hopefully, and the intent is that uh, we that we have everything. Yes. All so, information in because there's still we're still faulting. Yeah. So we agency. should have everything uh, that I need in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, just so you guys are aware, like this is supposed to be a tech, according to uh, bylaws, we're supposed to be this is supposed to be in front of us for review and approval on September, mm -hmm. and we're still waiting for one. You know, there's there's outstanding information, which is why yeah. we can't, why we don't have the uh, uh, final numbers and information here. Um, but it, to me, that's kind of like hopefully that'll be like that's like the that's the yeah. So this is meat. just like the the extra content. Yeah. So it's like since. We were at, I wanted to like not show nothing uh, for for this document um, that I have the um, like all of my analysis that I did last year set up in like a pretty easy form. I could just drop new data into it. Um, and so that that should be quick as soon as I have the. Okay. Um, the, it'd be interesting to see whether if there's any new new item, new takeaways from that. I think the other thing that to me is important is that, um, you know, this being like a, the, a, the 20th, 20th year that we've done this report, that it's a, a big milestone, I think, for the Air Force Council, I think, as uh, just for the, the, the amount of data and tracking that's been going on over the last 20 years. I think we want to make sure that if there is anything additional that we want to kind of I know you've done a great job here pulling together some of the milestones and other issues, but I think we want to look at like, you know, over that 20 years, the tracking, if there's other other kind of insights and information that's important, you know, particularly as you've done here, I think some of this with the, you know, lack of funding and other issues that we're that we've been kind of cheerleading and screaming about. But because I think this is a good opportunity to use this in the year going forward and that towards the end of this year as a way to, um, you know, advocate for the urban forest. And then also as a way to, um, uh, you know, is, is for, for outreach and, and ways to kind of um, uh, bring uh, agencies and supervisors, all those folks, mayor, hopefully, um, you know, it's, a, I think, a, a good way, to, a good tool for good, good kind of communication tool with them to kind of hit a lot of these points home that are really um, uh, clear, come clear in this. And then I think it would be great if we, I think, if this is distributed ahead of, because we, we had no meeting in November, right? No meeting in yeah, November. We've got, yeah. we've got some chunk of time, and I would really urge everyone to take some time to read this. And um, if, if once once it's distributed um, digitally so we can, you know, add comment and, and critique and everything to, um, to the way it's well structured and the content of it would be awesome. So, Jesus, I'd like to add, um, all this is tree related information. I kind of feel the report is doing a disservice to the departments that are maintaining and increasing um, natural resources as far as native plants and grassland restoration. Um, I think it plays a big role in carbon sequestration and urban cooling throughout the city. And um, there's a great effort um, through our department as a PUC Natural Resource and Land Management Division. Funding our own nursery, growing localized seeds, um, keeping the um, genetics um, localized and um, throughout the region, and replanting those plants here in our open spaces and um, reservoir lands, and keeping that alive. At some point in the future, I would like to have this report reflect some of the hard work that the PUC and I think RPD is doing in throughout San Francisco. 
that maybe doesn't increase um, height canopy coverage, but does increase ground and floor canopy coverage that does help the people of San Francisco. Absolutely. Um, so, just given that we had um, a month, like essentially to like work on this draft still for before our next meeting, be happy to try to work with you and and include that. And, if, and I appreciate that. And if not, we can go to twenty twenty five. Okay. So we don't put uh, hindrance on this one, but yeah, I would like to see something in the future. Absolutely. Yeah, Park would love to be involved in that discussion too. Yeah. I also thought that it made, to me, it made sense. I mean, again, we, uh, to maybe that the executive summary recommendations come after the, um, the milestones bit so that we're like, you're, you're kind of the, 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 there's an introduction. We talk about like the 20 years of reports milestones, and then you do the executive summary. Recommendations, and then it gets kind of into like the the the, the results. You know what we could do is we could highlight um, something from each agency. You would only get one sentence, but it could be for each of these agencies if you know there was one sentence that highlighted something. So, yeah, uh, that was super this year. And then for each year, we could actually break out a box and write a little bit more about one agency. We could start with the PUC. There is like a, something on, on each agency. Mm -hmm. here. Yeah, I know. I mean, giving them I, what I would suggest is you give them an opportunity to update, edit, or yeah, that specific yeah. to, the, to or, the report because this is this is not generated by those agencies. I don't think. No, so yeah. I can I can sure. I can add a little clarification to that. So, um. Like long form answers to challenges and opportunities are um, a part of the survey. So each agency is able to submit that information that is not generally included as a um, like a major influence to the main body of the executive summary of the report, but is uh, published as part of the data of this report. Um, so I left some of what was in their last year um, of those responses, at least the beginning part, since that stays uh, relatively the same of those agencies that did respond last year um, to those questions. That is on page nine and 10. Right. So um, in that section, usually each agency is able to um, kind of say what, what they've had as far as successes and challenges individually. Um, but I think what um, uh, Damon is proposing is a little bit more on our understory uh, management um, as part of the main body of the report, separate from from those sections. Yeah, not to get into the weeds, but there are some studies that grassland actually needs more carbon than trees. What was that a pun? For carbon sequestration numbers. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that that's good. We can we can work on either um, writing that for this report or um, getting it going for the following one. Absolutely. Um, and. Uh, either way, like if there is some language um, as part of those answers, I will include it. Um, so yeah, so I, I think okay. yeah. I think it's locations in either the recommendations or executive summary to include something. Yeah, so there, there's I wanted to ask, yeah, because you, you mentioned that you said you would 
I prefer the executive summary and recommendation be after the later in the in the document. Yeah. I, to me, it makes sense. You would do the introductions. You would do this, you know, the 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 purpose, the summary of the twenty years, all of this, the survey, and and then I would do you know because I don't know either that or I don't know maybe maybe I'm just I just reading this for the first time today. So yeah, I think the risk is just burying the lead. With yeah, that, I get it. if if someone only reads the first couple of pages, yeah. like they miss right takeaway. That's why. But, I, yeah, I I but is the twenty years so compelling that it draws you in? <laughs> if if we want to make that structure change, I'm happy to just move the page. But yeah, that's fine. That's no trouble. Um, but that's why I did place it on page three in in the past. Uh, Jesus, it's not lost on me that this is a 20 year, like wide ranging overlook of, of our history and you went with wide angle photos in each, each 1. So. Well done there. I like that. Like Thank you. That, um, that use of, of photography to, to send that message. Um, I, there's 1 tiny, like, um. Wording thing that I'll, I'll just. Show you afterwards, but um, I think this is a substantial item that may be worth just sharing um, transparently here. But I think with the the Street Tree SF program saying it's nineteen million dollars annually, um, I usually try to put an asterisk with that that it adjusts with the size of the city budget. So it did shrink during COVID, but it has been growing every year that the city budget grows. So I think that that's a good thing as the city budget grows, that investment grows as well. Uh, and we could use that same language with the tree planting, because if we don't include a, an escalator, $14 million will just feel smaller and smaller over time. So having yeah. something that, that scales is good. So I did intend to um, increase that number um, this year with this and the new map for, for however many trees were behind. Uh, but yeah, I can add add a note there for for black inflation and and other changes. Yeah. So. It was, I don't know that it's important to not hear it, but I was reading some, um, one of the reports, there was a section where, um, it sounded like Rec and Park did an analysis of how much it would cost to manage their canopy. And I think at that point was $15 million a year. I wonder, just wonder what that would be now, but just a funny note from there. Cody? Which is what really made me think was like this, like I think this is this report has been street tree focused for a long time, um, and will likely continue to be in large part. But um, that's why I made sure to add the note there that 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 fourteen million that we're asking for is really only for street trees and does not represent the rest of our urban canopy. Um, yeah. So, I guess also kind of as we discuss. 
um, other items into the future, like what that ask looks like if it starts increasing um, or or we're, we're recommending other budgetary asks for different aspects of um, our our city's like variety of, of natural resource and urban forestry work. I've, I've got one question about whether we've ever included anything like this, but it, one of the one of the things that continues to restrict our ability to get more trees is the cost per tree. And I, I'm wondering if anybody has done any analysis on that um, and ways to get the cost per tree down in the, in the street tree realm. And, and if we are using this report as a way to, to innovate around that, um, if that's something that we could be, we could be illuminated here. Yeah, definitely the, the Mission Verde conversation is part of that. Yeah. If we took out three quarters of the cost with the watering, would that free us up to meet our goals more quickly? Yeah. yeah. I don't think in the executive summary and recommendations that we want to, excuse me, highlight stuff like that. So we can, I mean, point to the idea that there's other avenues and methods to increase, to, to you know, stretch that funding. That would be the place to do it. I, um, this is still like, I thought of including something like mission for this, um, um, program as in, in this already for this draft. I think my consideration there was, um, I was, I was hesitant to do that because then we're maybe suggesting that that is how we should move forward with funding like maybe like as a requirement of that funding have organization like volunteer organizations do that watering where i'm like while like i really support that and i think that's incredibly valuable I, i'm not sure if that's like appropriate um for something that i think we might consider to be a city service of just having a well-stocked urban forest. Um, so like, I, I was just conflicted there. I think I can, I can discuss that. Yeah, but I think having some, you know, I mean, I think to, uh, to lose point, it's like, you know, there's, it is an and there's, especially in the layperson's mind, there's a huge disconnect in like what a tree costs and why, what city has to, you know, budget so much. And it doesn't have to be like a mission verde model, but like, you know, I mean, Fuff also used to have like, you know, the same kind of model where it was individual homeowners that come, that dedicate, you know, you know, basically commit yeah. to the watering and I don't know, there's a lot of different models. It doesn't have to be one or the other, but there's. Yeah. I can add just generally about um, like community supported tree planting and tree watering as a form of, of cost cutting there. I was just a little hesitant, um, but yeah, that's an easy enough addition to that language. Yeah, I don't think it's good practice to put vendors that we use in our annual true report. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so we can put their watering plan, but we shouldn't label their company names. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't intend to add 
you mentioned Mission Verde specifically, but community-led uh, volunteer watering groups. Gotcha. Yeah, um, and I think um, regardless, Mission Verde seems like it will dissolve after they finish their three years of watering um, in March this, this coming year. Um, so unless there's any other discussion or additions or, or, or questions for me, um, I'll have a complete report at our next meeting. I have one additional uh, comment that Kui had, uh, we'll put it in the help from FAF, but what tree used to be planted 10 years ago and 20 years ago, and what are we planting now? Um, if we can have the data, you know, I'm just going to give you the funny example of ginkgo, for example, used to be planted for some reason in the city. And now we don't plant them because we know we know they don't like wind and they slow grow, you know. But those are species, you know, over the years. Um, you know, so that data exists somewhere, I'm sure like but have it has it, you know. Um and so I'll be interesting. That would be I think that would be really that, that would be valuable. I think we could also it would be interesting if to add if there's any information kind of inside of that through the reports that we can uh, from the data that we can pull on that, and then also, you know, we've the I don't know if there's anything worth the worth looking at the kind of evolution of the street tree Space. list as well, which has changed dramatically from like even 15 years ago. I I think it would be really interesting to look through the old reports, and I know they have typically they report the most commonly used species. Could we see a change? Um, I don't think we have numbers. I could be wrong, because this will correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we have like 20 years worth of numbers, but we do have 20 years worth of narrative. So um, since we have since we have a chunk of since we've got a bit of time before the next, since we don't have a November meeting, it would be good if we could um, that could be incorporated into the findings section. I would hope. Yeah. Uh, to look more critically, not just at the at the survey results, but also, you know, uh, trends over time. Well, I would say it was uh, uh, the street tree list is something that I think has evolved based on some of that, you know, those yeah. trends, which is something that we could that's easy easier to kind of have mm -hmm. a, an actual analysis of. And if there's anything else from the previous reports that can kind of help. Um, Bringing the intelligence about changes in what we plant, what's been planted in the makeup of the urban forest, I think would be interesting. Yeah, the um, most commonly planted tree species, I think, I think started being reported on in 2010. Um, so I can pull that information um, together, and I don't know that I've seen like a. Um, like the the annual the street tree list as part of the reports, but I'll, I'll dig yeah. around and look for those as well uh, for all the various iterations of it. Yeah, I'm to find where it is. So, oh, sorry, I was just thinking aloud. We need to find where they are. The old iterations. Yeah. I thought it, they might be in planning or somewhere. Like somebody has them. We have them. So those will probably okay. be like at least in the like attached documents for all the meetings. So I, I'll have to do some digging, but yeah. I can probably find those. 
Um, that'd be cool. Yeah, thank you. Um, okay. So additions, um, street tree lift changes, and the kind of tracking more on the most commonly infected species across as far back as we have that information. Well, question. Um, as we look at the old species, like how evolved over time, are we also going to look at the future species for change in weather and climate, or we assume or it's a whole other so I think section that, of work? That would be maybe for discussion as an update to our existing list. Yeah. Uh, but and that that is one of the things that the council should be doing annually as part of our bylaws or as part of the environment code. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, we can we can bring that back up. Um, I don't know coming meetings. Okay. I can't wait for that one. I mean, I, I you guys are the. <laughs> yeah. So that, Mm -hmm. An updated street tree list, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we go yeah. public comment. So, with seeing no further discussion, uh, we can move to public comment. Um, there are no members of the public who are present in the room today, so we will proceed to remote public comment. Members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue. Um, and I'll once again, because it's been a while, read the full instructions to that. Um, and right now there are no callers in the queue, but hopefully um, if anyone wishes to, they can join. Um, you may participate remotely um, by calling into the meeting. Um, the phone number is 415-655-0001 and entering access code 2662-666-9361 and the meeting password is sfgov, that is sfgov. Once connected, please dial star 3 to be added to the queue. Um, best practices are to call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and silence any other devices. Um, there are still currently no com uh, remote public commenters in the queue, but I will wait uh, just another moment. All right, um, seeing that there are no uh, Focusing the queue, so the comment for this item is now closed. The next item is staff report on recent work performed by the Urban Forestry Program on behalf of the Urban Forestry Council. Speaker Sisters Lozano, Urban Forestry Council Coordinator. So a lot of what I've been up to has been this. Um, I also uh, put work into drafting the uh, Mission Verde Model White Paper, um, and have just been kind of working to like identify um, outreach opportunities for the council um, and just urban forestry related um, work. Um, and um, so that, that's, that's the majority of, of what I've been doing. I've also 
um, related have been um, working on uh, expanding on a study of our uh, Kirkus agrifolia. Um, and another one um, that is more evaluating uh, the the more recent carbon um, um, impact that our and energy impact that our our canopy has um, as part of of my work with the environment department. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll keep that brief. If there's any discussion, happy to. If not, I can open the public comment. Yep. All right. Uh, there are no members of the public who are present in the room, so we will uh, proceed to remote public comment. Uh, members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue. Um, still no callers in the queue. Um, I'll wait a few seconds here just to see if anyone calls in. So seeing no call it, no further call it in the queue, public comment on this item is now closed. Um, we'll proceed to the next item. Yep. The next item is um, Urban Forestry Council member announcements. This item is for discussion. So this is the last meeting I get to say that the street tree nursery is under construction. So they're working seven days a week uh, if you go by there at 6 a.m., they're already whirling. They've got lights on. They are cranking uh, because they have a week left to their contract to finish. Uh, we have a ribbon cutting with the mayor on the 9th, and I think that'll be a pretty small invite because uh, we won't be quite ready for for um, for everybody. But we'll have a, a couple of ribbon cuttings essentially with some some larger groups. We want to have uh, some more some more um, invitations going out once we're a little more ready. I've got one person uh, hired who will be working there on a daily basis, and the second person we're processing. Uh, but uh, once we have those folks up and running, it'll be a little easier to host things and delegate all of that but we're very excited uh, it's going to look a lot greener by the ribbon cutting and then every week that goes by we'll be further along we'll have um, hundreds of plants that watershed nursery and ledge have been growing for us so they'll be on site and uh, we'll kickstart things right from the beginning so uh, feel free to step on by or watch for some events but we look forward to hosting things there. Um, would be here if you invite us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to notice that publicly if we get a lot, a lot of us, but I think that would be worth, worth doing. As long as you're not discussing council. It's hard. Why, why not just, maybe we just have a meeting there. Planning and funding. I don't know. Space we can meet in. Yeah. Think about this. Any other uh, oh, notices? planning and funding or announcements? <laughs> no, sorry, no. This could be there. <laughs> uh, I I have uh, a couple. Just one big note, uh, really, that uh, due to um, room availability, um, our 
December 8th meeting will need to be rescheduled. I think we've kind of discussed this already um, uh, briefly, but um, just in advance, the the date that for rescheduling that I think we had all kind of been most available on was for December 15th uh, for our next full council meeting. Um, I'll be doing an early quorum call uh, sometime in November, uh, but just wanted to give you a heads up here. So it's all um, on your minds now. And that would be a, an 8.30 or whatever. What time yeah, is it? That, that would be an 8.30 a.m. meeting. Okay. Um, public comment? Yeah. All right. Um, so we can move forward to public comment. Uh, there are no members of the public who are present in the room. Uh, so we will proceed to remote public comment. Uh, members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue. There are currently no callers in the queue. Uh, so public comment on this item is now closed. Next item is new business and future agenda items. Council members may introduce new agenda items for the future for future consideration by the council. This item is for discussion. Um, one one uh, agenda item. I wasn't sure. I know the um, board of soups was had. Um, I thought they'd changed their rules about uh, public remote public comment. Um, I know it's probably for different reasons, but uh, yeah, is that going to affect all public meetings and agencies, or is that uh, specific only to their full count? Full they sent out an email yesterday saying that um, all board of supervisors commissions, uh, but I that is just precaution. I proceeded with public remote public comment today um, because it was not clear when that would be in effect. Okay, but. The idea is that that would be for all. Yes, yeah. city agency and I mean, yeah, I think we count as as that in that language. Okay. So I'm following up on that to, to make sure. Okay, and then I don't know if it's for December. I'm not sure. I don't remember when the. Next, uh, when the uh, new member applications are in, but. Hopefully in December's, I don't know if it's December's meeting or it'd be January that we can have. An agenda item to welcome new members, hopefully. Yeah, so as soon as they are appointed, I will add that to the agenda. And then one last one was, um, you know, Mike, uh, Mike Sullivan, who had uh, decided to step down from the council. I wanted to do, and he's been on for, for years on it, was very valuable member. And um, uh, we should uh, put on an, a future agenda for uh, writing up our, our co uh, commendation for, for all the service he gave with. Council. A commendation for Mike Sullivan yep. as a future agenda item. Yep, please. Go ahead. Speaking of Sullivan's, and thank you for your chair uh, leadership. You've, you've done a, a really great job. I think just knowing how to run the meeting is 90% of the battle, and you've done a great job at that. Thank you.
Um, we somehow missed committee reports on the agenda. You know, the committee report slipped off of the agenda yeah, blissfully. <laughs> um, so just very briefly, um, we actually discussed the Mission Verde uh, document at the last planning and funding, uh, the, the use of that model. So community members watering trees and how we could essentially, and not how we could, but Jesus in fact has created an entire document that describes that model in some detail based on the presentation we heard here. So that's, that's much of what we discussed. I think one other thing that we talked about that I wanted to bring here as well was uh, we talked about uh, inviting some leadership, whether from PUC or Rec Park, to uh, talk about some of the funding needs and resources needs that they have so we could advocate for them. I think yeah. that uh, if if we know what, what those challenges are and um, we could begin crafting our support accordingly. And I have just two questions that I heard earlier that there was significant, significant external funding. Did, is there an update on that that I heard about? I thought I heard somebody say yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, um, new business definitely. <laughs> so, uh, a couple of agencies received funding through the uh, federal IRA uh, Inflation Reduction Act uh, mechanism, which is being administered by the US Forest Service. Uh, so our department had asked for 36, 38 million dollars. We didn't get it. We got 12 million dollars uh, distributed over five years, which is still fantastic. Uh, in perspective, it's still less than the 14 million per year that we think we need. Uh, but the uh, the funding will be focused in uh, very specifically in disadvantaged uh, neighborhoods. So there'll be a different definition than the California Enviro screen that we we're used to for uh, disadvantaged communities. So we'll we'll not have yet another uh, mapping tool to have to uh, apply funding for. But we're very grateful for that. We're excited about the opportunity. Uh, I think. With the reduction in local support, uh, we may we may have less uh, contracted out and more in-house uh, work because rather than lay off folks or something, we we would rather um, keep folks working. Uh, but but that that's the the big development. And then if anyone wants to take this point, I believe uh, Rec Park got funding for. Do you want to take it? Yeah, I'll take it. Um, so it seems like what they did is they they took what we asked for for all the grants and they gave you a quarter of it. So um, we probably should have done is asked for four times the amount of money. <laughs> but um, so yeah, we asked for a nine million dollar grant for a climate and economic justice in Southeast San Francisco project. We were awarded about two million dollars, which is still something, but we're in the process of dramatically rescoping it. To try to determine what's actually possible with that amount of money, um, but it will it will consist of um, you know, tree tree management work in, down in southeast San Francisco. Um, we identified I think like twenty five or so parks that um, needed that type of work. There'll be some sort of there'll be a, some sort of workforce development program involved in, with that, which is really cool. And um, uh, a lot of I think there'll be 
a bunch of uh, it will go go a long ways towards um, hazard assessment of trees and developing sort of a strategy for that area. But uh, again, we're the key takeaway is we're rescoping it right now, so we can't really speak to its its details because um, you know, as everyone knows, two million dollars is not nine million dollars. Yeah. So it'd be good to get like a future agenda item. Get, like once you guys get when both both departments have a little more uh, specificity and ideas on or plan on how. That funding's going to be allocated. Sure. Yeah. See something. So that's, is that's, workforce development part of yours as well? Uh, for all of our grant work, it has to include workforce development. So, uh, yes, it'll we'll be scaling that up accordingly. Any other uh, new business or? I did have another question. We, I think we also mentioned earlier that about the new board members. Is there any more information we could yes. share? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so we have at least one application for every open seat. Um, and is, um, we that 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 was big push, um, and we're continuing to um, to do outreach for that, um, especially with Mike Sullivan's seat now being uh, open. Um, so hopefully considering that we already have those and we have just like about a month before the rules rules committee meeting with the board of supervisors um we hope that whoever has applied at this point can be appointed all at once including all of the reappointments of of uh, members currently on the council um all at once at december and december rules committee with the board of supervisors um so um, that should also be in the first or second week of December, so that we might have folks already here for the December meeting, if not for the January meeting. Yeah, will we will we get a bigger room? Yeah, we will need a bigger <laughs> bigger boat. Okay. Do you have any suggested folks, uh, especially if it? And increases the diversity of our council. Please, please do um, encourage folks to apply. Yeah, and I think yeah, if there's any good candidates on in within departments or anybody, you know, they don't again, they can be members at large as well. Always, we're always, you know, the council's always interested in uh, good people that are advocates for that are before us. So. All right. Public, uh, public comment. All right. See, we'll proceed to public comment. Um, there are no members of the public in the room right now, so we'll proceed to remote public comment. Um, members of the public who wish to make a public comment on this item should now press star three to be added to the queue. Um, there continues to be no um, callers in our queue. Uh, but I will wait another 15 seconds or so um, before moving forward. Just want to make sure if someone is calling that they get an opportunity to. Um, but see, no um, callers in the queue. Public comment on this item is now closed. Um, Next item is adjournment. This meeting is now adjourned. The time is 8.21 p.m. Thank you for joining us.
Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Right. All right. So.